Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 30, Migraine. Make sure you've listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track three off Vessel. Today, I'm joined by my very good friend from college, Deb. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for coming around. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited. So, digging into your intro, how do you know me, which I kind of already previewed, <laughs> and how do you know 21 Pilots? Um, so, we met at Hope College in... 2016? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like there's a story. I can't even remember where we met. I think I remember. I think it was at the Women's Night Out event. Oh, yeah! Yeah, we got put in the same group. Yeah, and we took a selfie together. Mm-hmm. And that was like, it might be one of the only pictures we even have together, but... Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so we met on the beach in Holland, Michigan. And I know 21 Pilots from when I used to go to Christian summer camp when I was younger. I first heard them um, at the camp. And I was just Mm -hmm. telling you, we were just talking about how um, I was surprised that they played this music at the camp and I was like whoa who is this band they're rapping yeah and they sound secular (laughs) (laughs) and it I really liked them so yeah I still remember I heard car radio for the first time at summer camp I must have been in probably middle school Mm -hmm. um and so I went home after camp, looked them up, and here we are now. How did you look them up? Like, did someone say their name? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to, like, ask my friends, because they were singing the song. They were singing along. Oh, okay. I'm like, who is this? And I still remember um, the guy's name. His name is Sam. <laughs> Now he's married. He's been married for a few years. Why did you say it with, like, dejection in your voice? (laughs) Did you like Sam? I'm smiling. I'm happy for Sam. I did not like it. His, so, he was, at the time, dating his now partner that he's married to. Oh, okay. So, she was at camp with us, and she was in my cabin. So we were all friends, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy for them. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> you don't have to defend yourself. I'm making sure the listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so he knew all the lyrics. I asked him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's they're called 21 Pilots, and they're really cool. They're Christian. I was like, whoa. No way. Mind blown. Yeah. Christians with cool music? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you have a favorite album? I feel like you've hinted at this as well. Yes. My favorite album is definitely Vessel. I was gifted um, Vessel on vinyl. Sadly, um, I can't remember the name of it, but the first song on the album like always skips. Oh, to sleep. Yes. Well, that's sad. I love that so song. Every time it goes around <laughs> the record player, it was like skips. <laughs> So, so it starts with the second song. Yeah, I usually skip the first song and then start with the second. <laughs> Nugget so just hopped up and like song, tumbled into the microphone. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I don't know the first song as well, but I know like all the lyrics to every other song on the album by heart. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got a real like a lot of great songs on it. It has car radio, which was mm-hmm. really, really big when it came out. Yeah. Um, but for me, migraine has always been my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my next question. Do you have a favorite song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely migraine. I used to listen to it on repeat, and mm-hmm. um. Growing up, one of my best friends, her favorite band was, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the band. It was like, they were another Christian band, and we had saw we had seen them um, in concert two or three times, and- Interesting, like, I is it a, like, a worship band? No. Oh, 10th Avenue North. Okay, I've heard of them, but I haven't heard them. Yeah, I was like, it's another band that has like three three words in their name. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I remember. In a number. <laughs> yes. So, Tenth Avenue North. She really liked them, and so when I found the song, when I first heard Migraine, I remember the next time I saw her, I was like, you need to listen to this song. It's mm-hmm. so great. Like. The flow is awesome, and the lyrics are really great, mm-hmm. and I remember she listened to it, and she was like, yeah, that's pretty good. I was like, pretty <laughs> good. Oh, like, <laughs> that's sad. I feel like there's times when, or it's like someone will, like, be, like, bashing something that you actually like, and you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they don't know so that you like it, you're like, yeah, I also hate that thing. <laughs> that's like i was just watching cloudy with a chance of meatballs oh my gosh i haven't seen that in so long but me and my brother used to think that was so funny it's so great so (laughs) there's one part where um the girl's like can you make jello and Mm -hmm. flint lockwood's like yeah do you like jello and she's like i love jello and he's like yeah, me too. Do you also like peanut butter? And she's like, no, I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm definitely allergic to peanuts. And he's like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that has the same. What's same that person? elementary thing where it's like like a text-to-text connection? I feel like that was a text-to-text connection. Mm, I don't know what that's called. That's more small. Nugget, nugget answer for you. I was cloudy with a chance of meatballs and 
Was it migraine? Yeah, it was, because yeah. your friend was like, yes. eh. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? Do you remember? I was like, oh, okay. I mean, guess it's not for everybody. Because <laughs> I recognize that the lyrics sound pretty dark if you don't understand the meaning behind them. And yeah. And if you've listen to or if any of the listeners have listened to like 10th avenue north they're a very different band mm-hmm. so i thought like oh she loves christian music that isn't worship music so she'll also love this but it just wasn't her like style yeah so i was kind of like eh okay, I guess not for everyone, and then proceeded to listen to it, like, on repeat so that I could memorize the words. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like this song in particular, like, has, like, two different meanings. Like, you can go, like, just spiritual, but then it's also, like, very much about suicide and depression and mental health. Mm-hmm. So. How does 21 Pilots inspire you, or do they represent anything for you? good question I think that to me they remind me that like faith is hard Mm -hmm. um I think when I first heard their music I was more I was a lot younger so I wasn't at a place where I felt like having my faith was that difficult yet yeah. But I definitely loved the fact that they weren't afraid to sing about these topics that other people were not talking about as often. So like you said, mm-hmm. like suicide and depression and just mental health issues in general. But I think for me, whenever I listen to their music, I think they do a great job of balancing talking about hope but also leaning into talking about those like tough subjects and acknowledging that having faith is a really difficult thing yeah and it's something that yeah it's it's just not easy so to me they just represent like leaning into those kind of like difficult areas it inspires me to have conversations with other people to talk about like how I've like struggled in my faith, like different questions and Mm -hmm. yeah, different things like I've questioned in my faith and like what I'm going through and have those like honest conversations versus just having these like surface level ones yeah, or speaking like Christianese. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you because I feel like you've always, like, from the get go, it's like, we're not going to be surface level. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's important for genuine community and mm-hmm. vulnerability and everything. Um, do you have any favorite memories related to 21 Pilots? Probably my favorite memory is kind of like um something that's happened multiple times i loved like finding out that my friends also liked 21 pilots Mm -hmm. and then 
singing along in the car, like when I was in high school, when I got my first car. And then I feel like that's happened a few times since then, like, yeah. as a young adult, singing T.O.P. in the car. <laughs> but, yeah, I still remember one of my friends in high school who I went to camp with when I was in middle school. I found out that she also liked 21 Pilots. I was like, no way. And she's like, I love car radio. And I was like, we're listening to it right now. <laughs> That's so fun. Singing along. I feel like they year. have they have really good car music. Yeah. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they have no music in their cars. Yeah. That's its own metaphor. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not. I'm not. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll hold off on that one. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for letting us know more about your relationship with me and Tonio Pilots. Mm-hmm. Of course. So before we jump into the song, I just had a couple of quick fun facts. And then I also have a related poem that is very angsty. I'm like, do I read it normal or do I read it in a dramatic voice? I don't know. I think you should push some hair over your face and read it. <laughs> like the emo bangs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Only you can benefit from that. They can imagine it. <laughs> so, fun facts... Tyler compared the song to A Ripple of Water, which I thought was interesting and how it will, like, bounce off other ripples and create a connection that way. So I just thought that was a good image of the way that this message in the song impacts us and other fans. And then they ended up releasing a migraine EP, actually, in the UK in June of 2013. And that one included migraine... Their song Forest from Regional at Best, Ode to Sleep, Guns for Hands, and then a live version of Migraine. So I didn't know that, so I thought that was interesting. I, didn't know that either. I feel like they've had a few EPs, but they were only like European EPs, which is interesting. Hmm. I feel like most bands will do EPs that are just worldwide. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that I is. I think it was also <laughs> Wait, sorry, what? I said I feel a little bit hurt that they didn't really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if you know their album Regional at Best because it was never, like, officially released anywhere. But they created it before Vessel, and so half uh-huh. the songs got remade on Vessel. Uh-huh. So that's part of the reason it can't be on streaming services. But, like, Forest is from that album, so I wonder if the EPs were, like, the best that they could do to get some of those songs out there, maybe. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like some fans still don't even know that that album exists, so. I didn't know that. Um, But they also don't talk about it. They'll get questions about, like, why isn't it on Spotify? And they, like, ignore it. So, I don't know. (laughs) Legal issues, maybe. Okay, time for the poem. 
So I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote this in my intro to creative writing class. And it's called Look Kid because I like the line in the song that's like, we made it this far, kid. Um, so parts of it have callbacks to the song, but a lot of it is just like, guys, I was 19 and I was trying really hard to sound profound. <laughs> and I didn't really, I wasn't really pulling from any personal experiences, so I really don't know what most of this poem is pulled from. <laughs> so um, I don't think I'm going to move my hair because the headphones make it very challenging. <laughs> Okay, I'll also imagine it. Okay. So, it's called Look, Kid. We are an empty species, scanning the horizon (laughs) in hopes of others. A dusty path for tired feet, a walk of lonely solitude no one understands. You made it this far, kid. Hope seemed to have vacated the premises. Shadows were not kind to you, but you doused them in light constantly conquering the quicksand. Anger was the main driving factor. Your blows were felt by all. The door in your forehead threatened, but you closed it with a snap. This far, kid, you made it. Our grandest invention, the internet. We take pride in losing originality. Machines insist blindness. Sleep is defining us. Open and trust your eyes. Remember, kid, you made it this far. Every night was a fearful journey, waging wars alone, until a visit to a coffee shop proved a faulty facade. You let the lions devour you inside, drugs were oxygen, you were blind, until one night a wordless sign and you killed your mind. You made it, kid, this far. Please know that life has a hopeful undertone. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, snaps. Thank you, Deb. (laughs) Snapping for everyone. Um, the one thing I do know is the, like, last stanza about drugs. I was, like, pulling from uh, a story my dad told me about himself and, like, his coming-to-faith story, so. But other than that, couldn't tell (laughs) you. So I hope you guys liked my vague poem based on my grain. I liked it. Thank you. So, are you ready to dig into the song? Yes. Okay. So, we start off with the intro that says, Am I the only one I know, waging my wars behind my face and above my throat? Shadows will scream that I'm alone. Do you have any initial thoughts? So, just like the opening line, asking like, Am I the only one that mm-hmm. struggles with this? I think that that is really significant because the whole, like you said, there's two ways to interpret the song, really. He's talking about like mental health or suicide and depression um, and his struggle with that. And I think that when it comes to mental health struggles, a really common um, experience or an experience that I've had and that I've heard other people have had is isolation and feeling like Mm -hmm. they're alone. So starting out by saying that I think is really cool because he's like, he's asking that, but he knows that he's not alone. Um, But he's kind of being the voice of 
everyone else who has thought that to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I also wrote down about isolation. I feel like that's Satan's like breeding ground for shame, fear, and like controlling us and getting us to believe and think what he wants us to. So I thought it was significant that it started with this idea of isolation. I also thought it was interesting that it was like sang, sung in a robotic voice. Um, so it kind of made me associate and think of how they're like automatic thoughts or maybe thoughts that have been triggered a lot. And so it's like, it's just this voice of like, it like routinely comes around. So it's a robotic voice. Yeah, um, I think that's a great connection. I've definitely dealt with that, like, with trauma, like, with intrusive thoughts, and even, like, anxiety and depression and mental illness, like, there's always, like, recurring intrusive thoughts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think for me, those have been a, a sign that my mental health is not in a great place mm-hmm. when I'm having more of those intrusive thoughts and... I have to pause and, like, think to myself, like, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being, like, a helpful question, though, of, like, okay, where is this thought I'm thinking coming from? Like, did it derive from someone? Or, like, just figuring out where it came from is always helpful. Mm-hmm. But I feel like also when you're able to, like, think about those types of thoughts, you can also see that they're pretty inaccurate, too, when you actually, like, pull them out and look at them. Mm -hmm. So unless you had anything else, um, I was going to hop into verse one. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's pretty long, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll read about half of it then. Okay. He says, I've got a migraine and my pain will range from up, down and sideways. Thank God it's Friday, because Fridays will always be better than Sundays, because Sundays are my suicide days. I don't know why they always seem so dismal, thunderstorms, clouds, snow, and a slight drizzle. Whether it's the weather or the letters by my bed, sometimes death seems better than the migraine in my head. That's a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's weird to hear it without, like, not being wrapped. (laughs) It's hard not to when it's the wrap part <laughs> yeah but yeah I don't know about you but I actually do occasionally get migraines I don't think I've ever had a migraine just from like seeing other people with migraines I'm like I don't think I've ever had a headache that bad mm-hmm. what are they like I think the big thing for me is like light hurts and sounds hurt So it's like, okay, I need to just go lie down, get rid of all light possible, and, like, get anything that makes sound away from me. So, yeah, I wrote down, like, having a migraine, it means that light and sound hurt. And in a way, it's, like, basically everything that would normally be good is, like, I can't be near that. Um, So I feel like that's a good comparison to the spiritual battle that he's talking about in this song because the badness is just like forcing him to shut down like basically the only thing I can do when I have a migraine to really cope is to just go to sleep Mm. and 21 pilots I don't know if you've noticed but they have a theme of sleep where it's like 
the opposite of faith. So it's kind of a string of metaphors with the migraine. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I I love that that connection to your experience with migraines. I've never experienced a migraine, but I've also seen that they can make people like physically sick. Yeah. So I think they can also be they could be like another indicator that something else is wrong. So like mm-hmm. we were talking about before with the intrusive thoughts and whenever um, I notice that there are just more of them, that that's usually an indicator that something else is wrong. I think that headaches in general, for me, it's like, oh, I forgot to drink water today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, most of the time when I get a migraine, it's usually because I was dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like oh I'm I've been clenching my jaw the whole Mm -hmm. day maybe that's why I have a headache um so I think that he's also probably um talking about when it comes to mental health sometimes we it takes like um like a physical indicator for us to finally realize that something something is wrong with our mental health, such as like when, it, whenever I've had really severe anxiety um, that I've kind of suppressed, mm-hmm. um, I get really bad stomach aches. Yeah, I get a lot was, of nausea. <laughs> yeah, there was a time I didn't even have like any triggers that were specifically like making me stressed but I was just getting super nauseous for hours at a time completely mm-hmm. randomly so and that was like my first um year when I was at Hope was yeah. when I was having like really bad nausea and that was an indicator for me like oh something's wrong I thought at that point maybe I had some sort of like gastrointestinal like yeah issue that I went to the doctor, asked her about it, and she was asking me all these questions about my stress levels. Yeah. I'm like, let's talk more about what foods I eat and yeah. <laughs> um, what supplements I need to take and all of that. So I thought her questions were strange, and then my doctor ended up asking me, like, if I feel, like, depression and anxiety, like, run in my family mm-hmm. and all of that. So when I left that appointment she had diagnosed me with generalized anxiety disorder mm-hmm. um so had you struggled was that the first time you struggled with anxiety I think honestly I had been struggling with it for most of my life probably starting in middle school maybe even before that mm-hmm. um but I thought that I had a normal level of stress because in middle school and high school, my friends and I, we were all nerds, so when we had a test coming up, we'd all, like, be stressing about it. Yeah. And my friends would say the words, like, I am so stressed about this test. And yeah. And I'd say, me too. And I didn't realize that my stress levels were abnormal mm-hmm. until it made me, like, physically sick. Yeah. 
I relate to that. I feel like we both we both started struggling a lot when we were freshmen in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably also because that's like the first huge change that you go through. Oh yeah. So your body's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. There were days where I would get anxious about going to get a meal because I didn't mm-hmm. have somebody to go with. Um, That's a real, like, freshman struggle that yeah. no one talks about. <laughs> right, right. So I'd have to work myself up and be like, okay, you're going to go into the cafeteria. I'd plan, like, where I was going to go, like, right where, where mm-hmm. I was going to walk to to get my food. And then you're just going to look for a table and sit down. Yeah. Eat by yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's okay, because lots of people eat by themselves. Yeah. Um, Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So then I my next note is about the Friday versus Sunday passage. I feel like this can mean a few things. Like, Friday is associated with freedom, and Sunday is usually, like, the opposite. Um, I feel like I dread Sundays a lot, because it's, like like Sunday scaries like you're just preparing for the stress of whatever the next week is or the busyness of what the next week is bringing um I were I was talking with my a couple of my coworkers like last week and we were like the weekend is basically just like Friday and Saturday because Sunday you're either like stressed or like mentally preparing for the weekend or something yeah so I feel like this represents that well also I could not confirm which of my friends said this, so I'm going to say it was my friend Kate, but if it was not and it was someone else, please let me know. Um, But they made the connection of Sunday being a suicide day as dying to yourself when you go to church on Sunday, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very wise. Mm -hmm. So I also brought that up. Yeah. I've always loved that lyric because it sounds so dark but it actually has um such a beautiful meaning behind it to christians Mm -hmm. um, with that like dying to yourself meaning i think that what didn't make sense to me until more recently is after the part where he says like Sundays are my suicide days. Mm-hmm. Then he says, like, I don't know why they always feel so dismal. So I think when I first understood the meaning of that lyric, I'm like, well, like, you're dying to yourself. Like, that's a good thing. That's yeah. what we all, that's what we want as Christians. Why are you, why do you feel like they're dismal? Um, and now I feel like I have understood that that's him acknowledging that it's never easy for him, Mm -hmm. that it's a conscious choice that he has to make every day, um, to choose something that isn't himself. Yeah. Um. And I think now, like, I really appreciate that 
like now that I've experienced some difficulties in my faith, I'm like, wow, I'm really happy that he acknowledges that it's not easy. Yeah. Um, like I've listened to other Christian songs where it just sounds so easy. Mm-hmm. Like like worship songs where we're just saying like, I give you my heart, like I give you my all. Mm-hmm. And saying all of these really grand things um but then in reality it didn't always feel um as easy as those songs sounded Mm -hmm. so I think that the lyric after that too I've come to really appreciate because yeah he's just acknowledging that it's it's hard yeah and like like what you're saying with other worship songs and all it also like makes you feel bad for struggling when it's like no that's just as normal (laughs) yeah which if it's like making you feel ostracized then you're already getting deeper into isolation and like i feel like a lot of times the church fails a lot with talking about hard topics and i was in a leadership cohort for the past year because I'm leading a mental health Bible study. Um, And we talked about grief and how we need more spaces like that in the church because too often leadership just views grief as like an obstacle we have to just get over as soon as possible. And I feel like that's also a big reason why a lot of people will leave the church too is they don't feel seen in their pain or like people want to sit with them in their pain for an extended period of time. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so with the dismal line, I wasn't fully sure what that meant, but I really liked the way that you interpreted it because I think that's accurate. Um, I also wondered if it was dismal, similar to, like, Sunday Scaries, because he thought, like, it. it I feel like... It, there's also a pressure to relax on Sunday because you're like, this is supposed to be the day of rest. And then it's just like intrusive thoughts when you're like trying to like will this thing into happening. And so, of course, it doesn't like oh, yeah. I'm not going to think about this. So you think about it. Oh, I'm going to relax today because I have to because it's Sunday. And then you don't. Yeah. So it reminded me of that as well. Um, And then you're stressed because you're trying not to be stressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of, like, horror movies, though. The concept is just, like, because they're trying to avoid something, it comes for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, I'll just ignore that. Um, I also thought it was interesting he brought up thunderstorms and all the different weather patterns. Because I feel like usually, I don't know, maybe it's like headaches and migraines, but a lot of times weather can make it worse, like changes in weather. So that reminded me of like, the way he listed it just made me think of like rapidly changing weather. Yeah. And then he talks about whether it's the weather or the letters by my bed. Sometimes death seems better than the migraine in my head. And Genius Lyrics brought up how the letters could be related to scripture, like Paul. Um, But I feel like in general, like, there's a lot of letters in scripture. Yeah. So, 
I feel like when I think of like letters, like Paul's letters specifically, it's kind of like he's writing from jail and like there's proof that there's persecution and it's like sometimes death seems better because knowing that you're going to get persecuted is not fun, even if it's like by your own mind. And in a way, like death is like the absence of feeling versus a migraine is like the complete overwhelm of feeling all of the weight of what you're struggling with. Yeah. I wonder, honestly, I've struggled sometimes with reading, like, Paul's letters. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because it seems like, it seems like he's got it all figured out. Yeah. You know? So I wonder, too, if that lyric is touching on um like comparison yeah and how that can be such a burden too if you are trying to compare yourself and your faith and your relationship with god with like a prophet's you know Mm -hmm. and how much that can weigh on you paul was never married Mm -hmm. right and i'm pretty sure he encourages doesn't he encourage people to like live if you can be single yeah yeah unless you burn with passion and then yeah yeah so (laughs) for me i'm like well paul is a really like paul did so well as a single person Mm -hmm. does that mean that i am not as good of a christian if i desire to have like a partner in life um which i know now is not true yeah but those are thoughts that i have had in the past reading his scripture and i could see how that could become like not so good for your mental health if you're reading those letters and comparing yourself to him or other other prophets that wrote letters yeah i feel like that's hard too though like now that my empathy is, like, kicking in. Like, being someone who had to write for the Bible, like, I'm sure they had very specific ideas of what they were supposed to include. So it's like, we're never going to know what they didn't include, like, about their lives. Right. And so a lot of times it is good things. Yeah. But also I feel like it's easy to idolize people from the Bible, Absolutely. And forget that they're people. They were humans too. <laughs> they're just people. Yeah. So the second half of the verse is let it be said what the headache represents. It's me defending in suspense. It's me suspended in a defenseless test, being tested by a ruthless examinant that's represented best by my depressing thoughts. <laughs> I do not have writer's block. My writer just hates the clock. It will not let me sleep. I guess I'll sleep when I'm dead. And sometimes death seems better than the migraine in my head. (laughs) Um, My initial thoughts were, so he says, it's me defending in suspense. And to me, I took it as like fighting for the faith without having full answers so there's like that suspense of like I'm defending this thing 
even though I can't answer all of your questions and we don't know what the answers are yet a lot of times. And then suspended in a defenseless test. Um, That reminded me of like when scripture says we are silver refined in fire. Um, We're defenseless against kind of the similar Paul theme of like we're going to face trials and tribulations. I feel like, for me anyway, there's still confusion of, like, the scripture talks about God testing us, but then obviously we know that, like, some of it is just Satan. So, like, where is that line? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. That's honestly something that I've been, like, struggling with or thinking through a lot recently. Is just feeling like I know that like God loves me, but then yeah, like scripture talks about these tests or even like some stuff from like the New Testament. Mm -hmm. It's very, or the Old Testament, sorry, feels very much like he was like testing. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. Well, in Job, doesn't he send Satan to Job? He gives him permission. Yeah. Is that the only time he does that? I'm not for that sure. I, that I know of. And as far as I remember, he kind of was like, yeah, Job's my guy. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he just knew the depths of his faith. That maybe not everyone has. Yeah. That's a a hard book. (laughs) Yeah. That's a hard book. I've also found it to be cathartic sometimes, though, too. Like, in the midst of trials. Yeah. As far as, like, isolation and needing to know that someone else has been through a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a couple verses. Yeah. So, for the first one is 1 John 3.13, which says, Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. So, these are just more examples of this suspended and defenseless test. And then 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But it's like, <laughs> death would be better than the migraine in my head. <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay, like, good to know, but like, this is not fun to know. <laughs> <laughs> good to know, but also not good to know. Yeah. Could you have just not told me that, actually? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, that's something that I think in my early my early Hope College days, I used to get so excited about, you know, not like, yes, can't wait to be tried. (laughs) I can't wait for my trials, man. Can't wait to be murdered. (laughs) (laughs) To die to myself every day. But like, for real, like, my, my mindset then was so different than it is now. And I think when 
I was just like surrounded by people with the same mindset as me yeah honestly like life was pretty easy back then yeah <laughs> and <laughs> an intermission <laughs> <laughs> like are you okay um so I think that oh, I lost my train of thought because of this little cat um life was easier back then yeah so I think back then it was easier for me to feel excited about trials or this idea that like God or life or like the devil or whoever it may be or whatever it may be like was gonna send me trials and like mm -hmm. I was ready for them and I was excited to choose joy in the midst of trials and yeah I think now that I've actually experienced some trials yeah <laughs> I'm like yeah they're not so great I, yeah I do not it just reminds you how naive you were when you're young because you yeah. go through the most minimal things yeah and like lord willing no one has to go through like I've experienced some, like, manipulation and emotional abuse. So, like, Lord willing, not everyone has to. But in our own ways, we all go through much deeper trials as we get older. Yeah. So, so I agree, 21 Pilots there, that I'm, like, I mean, it's such a, it's such a strong lyric to be, like, sometimes death seems better than this yeah but I think he's really he's really digging into acknowledging how much it can suck yeah like for real and I don't think it has to necessarily just be like a suicidal thing like I feel like as we analyze it in faith like it just also proves the depth of the pain and spiritual warfare and mm -hmm. struggle mm -hmm. and sin that's why I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you don't get as much out of some of their songs if you don't have the spiritual lens as well. Like, you still get yeah. stuff out of it, but it's there's so much more depth when you also get the spiritual stuff out. Did you have anything else about this verse? It's kind of all connected at this point. Yeah. So... You said before that sleep um, in their songs is represented as, like, the opposite of faith. Mm-hmm. So like, you're not thinking. Yeah. I think it's interesting that he says, um, my writer just hates the clock. It will not let me sleep. I guess I, I'll mm -hmm. get some sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, that is different than other ways he's used sleep. I wonder... At first, I just think, well, sometimes when my anxiety has been really high, I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And he could just be talking about that, but I wonder if there is a deeper, um, a deeper, like, spiritual meeting where maybe he's saying that like, he can't give up his faith. Like, he mm -hmm. can't... 
he can't just ignore it and just like say like hey this is too hard I'm just gonna go to sleep or I'm just gonna do something else like he can't he can't leave his faith behind even when it's really hard Hmm. I also wonder because this has been a theme in a couple of his songs as well is like he wishes he could slow down time so it's also like I don't have writer's block I'm not not writing because I can't, but, like, the pace that everything's going is stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what he's referring to, though, when he says my writer. If it's, like, related to himself or if it's, like, God as his writer. Yeah, I mean... Or literally just, like, a pen. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably it. <laughs> I mean if we if we believe that that like God is like this writer of our like life stories or he is like in control in that way that's a cool or that's a different like interpretation than I think I've ever had like I'm I'm just thinking through this on the fly I didn't yeah. even think of that before I didn't really think a ton on these couple lines because like I kind of understand this line but I kind of don't (laughs) yeah like you said I think that there's a lot of different ways to interpret everything I also read the genius lyrics notes Mm -hmm. and I was like some of these are really just skimming the surface yeah as far as there's a lot of spiritual meanings that I think can be like pulled from the lyrics Mm -hmm. that they didn't really write that much on yeah yeah usually I don't tend to like read them in depth because I don't want to be like influenced too much I just want to kind of look at it like you would a poem or something yeah so going into the chorus um it's the same as the intro Um, And then he adds, but I know we've made it this far, kid. And I just added the note that it's like he's finding solace in knowing that he's not alone by, like, using kid as, like, acknowledging who he's writing to um, and acknowledging that there's someone he's writing to who also needs the same message. So I feel like... And I like the parallel of, like, imagining that this is his own letter, like, we brought up Paul earlier, so. Yeah. I thought that was cute. (laughs) Yeah, so he could be talking to, like, someone that, like, he is, like, a mentor figure to when he's Mm -hmm. a kid. I think I've also interpreted it as maybe he's talking to, like, his past self. Like, he's Mm -hmm. like, look we as in like myself like I have made it this far and acknowledging like how far he has come yeah that's cool I like that and then he says yeah with the drums in the back and so there was a theme in the uh holding on to music video which was right before this song Mm um where Josh would, like, hit the drums and the skeletons would fly in the air. (laughs) 
And so I feel like it's kind of like building on that theme of like, that's the way that both of them are fighting is like the lyrics and the drums. So I kind of tied that in. Um, And then going into verse two, which is also very long. (laughs) We'll do half and half again. Yeah, sounds good. He says, I am not as fine as I seem. Pardon me for yelling. I'm telling you green gardens are not what's growing in my psyche. It's a different me, a difficult beast feasting on burnt down trees. Freeze frame. Please let me paint a mental picture portrait. Something you won't forget. It's all about my forehead and how it is a door that holds back contents that make Pandora's box contents look nonviolent. That was like a tongue twister. (laughs) I'm surprised (laughs) I didn't stumble. (laughs) So this is probably my favorite part of the song, when he yells. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon. He's like, I'm not as fine as I seem. And then he's like, pardon. I wonder how many takes he did, like, doing just the pardon. (laughs) It's so great. I I feel like it just reminds me of, like, a little kid just, like, being like, ah! Yeah. Yelling. Mm -hmm. And that's also a theme in the Bible, too, where um, I'm pretty sure Job, like, yells at God. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, why? He, like, rips his clothes off. For a good reason, because God literally said saint. Yes, and he's like, why did you do this? Like, um, so I like that lyric because it feels very, very real and vulnerable because he's, like, because he's yelling. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's also because a migraine is a very immense pain, but it's also invisible. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, that's the best way he could describe what he was going through is just by yelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it was interesting that he compared this other version of himself to a difficult beast. Um, I feel like it's a more hopeless version of himself that feels less encouraged. And the fact that it said it feeds on burnt down trees um, just made me, I feel like it means he's like, this version of himself is feeding off of dead things. Mm. And so it's like when you're just stuck in that bad mental spot, People always have very good intentions of helping you out of it. But it's like when you're in that childlike tantrum stage and you're like, I literally just want to stew on these like terrible thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't try to tell, like, don't try to get me out of this right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you almost get annoyed when people try to be positive sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like. Honestly, every time I've gone through a breakup, it's been really hard for me. Yeah. And it's extra hard because I don't want to ignore it and just move past it. Mm -hmm. But I think I've gone the opposite way sometimes where I tend to dwell on it longer than I should. And I process it through a lot of different ways, like 
through humor and just being like, guess I'll just die alone, haha. Yeah. And people are, and then I've had friends say to me like, no, that's not true. And I'm yeah. like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, also that's like your humor. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, stop, don't, don't <laughs> comfort me. <laughs> You're speaking with too much reason right now. Yeah. I need to just dwell on how upset I am for a little bit. And that's yeah. the other thing though. I think I think it was a podcast I was just listening to mm-hmm. that was like the church is like as a whole we're really bad at just like validating people's emotions. Like we'd rather just be like, "Oh, it'll be okay." But it's like Okay, but, like, let's also validate people's emotions. Right. Like, don't just try to immediately cover it up, but, like, if it's a really sad thing, if it's a really angering thing, like, sit with people and acknowledge that. Yeah. I think that something that I have noticed recently with, um, I'll say, a friend of mine... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so they had been struggling a lot with their mental health and when they went to like leaders of the church to talk about it, um, the message that they were getting back was just like, you don't have to be depressed. You can like give it up to God Mm -hmm. and like, if you pray and like seek God, then it will just go away. And so they felt like they were trying to do all those things in the midst of like a pretty heavy depression Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't it wasn't helping and so i think to be given that um message over and over of like just don't yeah it's like anxiety just Just stop worrying you're like don't that's not how it works (laughs) Maybe if you don't have anxiety, that's how it works. Right, right. Yeah, just don't be depressed. Just pray about it, and it will go away. Um, Well, it's almost like toxic conversion therapy ideas. Like, mm. just change. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I wish I could, but I can't. (laughs) Yeah, so that was... That's been really hard to see. That's also really sad because that would just set them up for a lot of disappointment of like, I prayed and it didn't go away. What's wrong with me? And even like, yeah, like what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my faith? Like that's just so problematic. Yeah. And then to like, yeah, like wonder like, is God listening to me? Am I, Mm -hmm. did I do something wrong? And then it just becomes, like, the cycle that causes more and more And then it would just anxiety. cause shame, and then, of course, you wouldn't want to be around that anymore. So, when he's... Was that the cat? <laughs> it's Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every so often, she's like, is it mealtime yet? <laughs> no. Nope. you're like, no, not yet. So, when he says, like, he's feasting on burnt down trees, so he's, like, feeling 
really upset and he's kind of like sitting in it and dwelling on it yeah I think that the church really needs to do a better job of just listening Mm -hmm. so in my friend's situation if someone had just said to them like that is hard yeah literally like that's all you have to say you don't have to say some profound thing (laughs) or offer a solution even yeah well, even like Job's friend, it's just a Job podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> they just sat with him. They literally didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. Did I cut you off? No. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. And then my next note was about the Pandora's box thing. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know a ton about Pandora's box. So was it open because of curiosity and then they knew what it was like bad and then they closed it? Yeah. Okay. So I looked it up a little bit. She was gifted a pretty box and it was filled with bad stuff, which why would you give someone? (laughs) That's my first question. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you give anyone a bat, like a gift filled? Like they said <laughs> that it had in the box was like death and. <laughs> My gosh, I don't know what's happening. Basically, like all bad things on earth. And she was like, <laughs> let me open Is it, it up. Greek mythology? I think so, yeah. Okay. I read very little on it. Mm-hmm. So she opened it up out of curiosity and like immediately realized like oh no like it's all bad stuff <laughs> oh, and then no. <laughs> like, closed it but it was too late so it did all get out yeah oh interesting so okay it was too late it all got out um but there was still hope so like, she let all this bad stuff out, but hope... Like, hope still... of it being captured again, or, like... No, just, like, this general, like, <laughs> idea of hope okay. existed for people, so it wasn't all. She didn't, like, destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my initial thought was, if it's worse than Pandora's box, then it's, like... Not even necessarily any sort of sorrow over the thoughts being opened, but just, like, meditating and even, like, entertaining the bad thoughts. Mm. I don't know if you had a different interpretation. That, I, I like that interpretation. Yeah, because Pandora opened the box and was like, ah! Yeah. (laughs) Like, instant, instant regret closed it. Mm-hmm. But kind of like you talked about before, it seems like he might be, um, yeah, just like dwelling on those thoughts that are not healthy. Or yeah. Do you think? Do you think he's in like that more unhealthy, obsessive state with his bad thoughts? With yeah. like this stanza. Mm-hmm. He's saying a lot of stuff about violence. That's true. Which makes me think. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes on to explain what's behind his eyes, essentially in his mind. 
Um, there's Islands of Violence. My mind shipwrecked. This is the only land my mind could find. I did not know it was such a violent island, full of tidal waves, suicidal crazed lions. They're trying to eat me, blood running down their chin, and I know that I can fight or I can let the lion win. I begin to assemble what weapons I can find, because sometimes to stay alive, you gotta kill your mind. Great line at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I... So when he says, like, his mind is shipwrecked, I think he's talking again about, like, isolation. Mm Mm-hmm. And within that isolation and, like, his struggles, he just, like, landed on this one island that is very scary. Yeah. Which, you know nothing about the new music, but their most recent music video for one of their songs, they have, like, a whole lore that started in trench and is also carried into the new album, Scaled and Icy. And a lot of the storylines and, like, meanings and things are also carried through, like, added on through the music videos and things. And so in this music video, he got washed up in the sea on this island, and it was called Voldsoy. But then someone somehow figured out that it translated to Island of Violence. So he's still, like, connecting all his albums and stuff, which is cool. I'd have to listen to this new album. But a lot of people are like, this is, it's too hard to keep track and figure out all these things. But like for me, I'm like, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> so people either like love it or they hate head. it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to like make that connection. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to listen to that now and watch the music video. So the new album is actually very poppy which a lot of people don't like, but it actually also goes along with the lore. So I don't even know how you would go about, like, starting learning with the lore because there's, like, I don't even fully understand everything. (laughs) But basically, he has this character who got... What's the word? Like, he got imprisoned by these evil bishops. And so we recently found out, like, right before this newest music video came out that... They basically forced him to make the album. So it's like, it's a very, like, happy-go-lucky album. Okay. Um, so he's, like... <laughs> which it's like, Tyler, are you just covering up that you can make happy music? <laughs> like, it's yeah. okay. But... It's okay, you can make happy music. <laughs> yeah. We'll, be, we'll try and be happy for you. I'm excited. It's like... <laughs> I've seen this this meme where this girl's like this young girl who's a YouTuber, she's like, My parents fully support me, like I'm not being held like she's, saying, like, she's not being held like Hostage. against her will to yeah. like make money for her family. And then like the they zoom out and they edited like a gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's literally basically this album concept. Yeah, Yeah. so the whole concept is that someone is like, make us music, and he's like, la la la. Yeah. (laughs) Now we have come back from our intermission. (laughs) I just, 
to Deb to listen to the new album. <laughs> I'm convinced. So my next notes were for like the tidal waves and the suicidal crazed lions. Tidal waves, I just associate with being, like, super sudden and unexpected. So I felt like that was a good representation of, like, how his thoughts are just, like, encroaching upon him really suddenly. Mm -hmm. And then suicidal crazed lions. Besides, I mean, the obvious, like, (laughs) meaning in the literal words. I wasn't sure... But, because maybe I'm just taking this from Aslan and Narnia, but is God associated with a lion in scripture? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like there's at least one verse where Satan also is. So yeah. I thought it was interesting that it could be something that looks like something good, but it's like twisted. Because I feel like that's like most of sin and lies mm-hmm. that Satan plants in people's minds yeah so when i read like the genius notes it like quoted the verse that compares satan to a lion that like is coming to devour oh, okay mm-hmm. and i was like hmm i'm i'm pretty sure that god is compared to a lion more yeah Um, So I was like, what does this mean? And I was like sitting in the break room today, having my coffee. (laughs) You're like daydreaming. The biggest like realization where I was like, whoa, oh my gosh. Please share. I'm a genius. So, (laughs) or I might not. Let me just preface with that. (laughs) So I think that I was like, whoa, this is really scary. Like, why would God be in his mind like trying to eat him and all that and i think that in the church his like god's word can be twisted Mm -hmm. in any which way yeah um and there have been times that i have been sitting in a service and i've had to like you know filter out things that I'm like no I do not think that that's true Mm -hmm. I don't believe that so I think that it's very it's a very real experience that God could be personified as this like very scary judging and um it might seem to some people and it has seemed to me at times in my faith that God is, like, trying to get me. Hmm. And people can use scripture to shame other people. Yeah. Um, it can be used, um, yeah, to try and change people and tell them that, uh, make them believe that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think that he might be touching on how his image of God might be wrong or like Mm -hmm. in his mind when he's feeling at his lowest he might just be filled with shame and yeah he might feel like like God is really out to get him but that's not who God really is Mm -hmm. 
So that's what I kind of pulled from it is this fact that God and his word can be can be twisted yeah. by the church. And that also really taken horrible. out of context. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. But I like how it ends with him committing to fight, though, despite all of the oppressive elements going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when he says, like, he, I know I can fight or I can let the lion win, I begin to assemble what weapons I can find. I think that there's, like, two, again, two interpretations of that, like, weapons could be like spiritual weapons Mm -hmm. so like the sword of the spirit yeah that's the only one i can remember right now (laughs) the breastplate (laughs) of righteousness that's like the the only one i remember (laughs) there's more in what is it galatians or ephesians i I think it's ephesians it's one of those two so it could be that but i think in my own life i have also found that um for me like taking medication for my Mm -hmm. anxiety has helped a lot Um, yeah so i think that he could also be talking about that i think that medication or therapy or both for me like mm-hmm. both have helped so much and those can be a really great quote unquote weapon yeah. um, to fight your inner demons. Yeah. <laughs> that so the the way you paused was like nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> and inside the man you find his nucleus. <laughs> Oh, now my mascara is like getting my eye burning. <laughs> oh no. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I like all your associations with weapons. I think those are good examples. Thank you. And then, if you didn't have anything else, the last part is the bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> he says. And I will say that we should take a day to break away from all the pain our brain has made. The game is not played alone. And I will say that we should take a moment and hold it and keep it frozen and know that life has a hopeful undertone. Yeah, that is... It's so crazy to me that he can, like, talk about killing his mind and, like, these crazy lions trying to eat him. And then he's just like life has a hopeful undertone yeah that's honestly like one of my favorite things about his lyrics is that he does balance these two really different themes in life like he talks about hope but he Mm -hmm. also talks about like just how he struggles and i don't think he ever wants someone to leave a song feeling hopeless that's a beautiful thing yeah when he says we should take a day to break away i was like the sabbath (laughs) that was one i thought too i was like i'm so (laughs) that's so cheesy but also 
that is that's the idea like yeah because god did that Mm -hmm. yeah a day to rest but like you said i think that it has turned into or sundays at least have turned into um a very stressful day which Mm -hmm. is why you don't have to have your sabbath on a sunday yeah i feel like a lot of people don't yeah i know a lot of people that have it on saturday or friday like whatever day they don't have work that's not sunday (laughs) yeah basically Yeah, I feel like it's also proof that we don't have to just let the thoughts consume us all the time, even when they're really intrusive. We do have an option to somehow redirect them. Mm-hmm. It's hard because I think that it still is a balance. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just be like, I'm ignoring that Yeah. because it will show itself later mm-hmm. um or it will come up again but also it's not healthy to or it hasn't been healthy for me to like dwell on things so yeah it's a balance you yeah can acknowledge that life is hard but also you can take time away from things that are hard and just rest Mm -hmm. and know that you're not alone yeah your struggles (laughs) big booty (laughs) dang (laughs) (laughs) your boy is just meowing (laughs) i think it's because i'm sitting in this chair do you not usually no my boyfriend usually sits here and um the cat will come and yell at him and then he will sleep in his lap oh so i think that (laughs) i think he's like he's like i'm supposed to sit on your lap when you're in this chair yeah (laughs) don't you know you fool (laughs) idiot I feel like he definitely talks to me like that, because he is not respectful. I feel like cats talk like Disney villains. (laughs) You imbecile! (laughs) They always say really mean names. (laughs) Like, why do most villains say imbecile? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And then when you're a kid, you're like, ha ha, but you don't even know what that word means. (laughs) Good word choice. Yeah. <laughs> but they always say it like, you imbecile. <laughs> they like yeah. say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I liked, <laughs> sorry, that was really rough transition. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, I liked how he stated a moment. We should take a moment and hold it because I feel like it shows that even like the tiniest little bit of positivity can be enough to like start developing those weapons against your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like, I had a good snack today or like the weather was good today or I slept well. I feel like 
it's really hard. One of the hardest things I feel like when you're struggling a lot mentally is gratitude. Mm -hmm. But when you start just like noticing tiny little bits of gratitude, sometimes that can help be in a, a starting point for absolutely everything else. Yeah. I think um, something I've been seeing on TikTok lately. <laughs> the tack of tick. <laughs> is like people saying like, you have to romanticize your life. Yeah. And it sounds so silly, but also like, I think I've done that before when I was really unhappy with where I was at and I felt like I, I just felt really frustrated and sad and lonely I took time to kind of, like, when I was driving, I would listen to, like, main character music, and... <laughs> Is there, like, a playlist I, for that, or...? No, it's just, like, music that I feel like if my life was a movie... Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, think, think, like, Dreams by the Cranberries, like... And then I would, like, go get myself a coffee, or just, like, do nice things for myself that would make me feel like like I would take care of myself you know yeah and I I would tell myself like even if I'm lonely like I can still like take care of myself and like enjoy mm -hmm. time by myself and then I didn't feel like lonely anymore I just felt like I was like I'm alone but I don't feel lonely yeah and I kind of like learned how to do that by wait where'd you go Oh, my phone died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can still hear you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, no. Um, oh, now I've forgotten best. what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I did. Anyway, yeah, romanticize your life. My phone yeah. dying in the middle of this. <laughs> the most Deb thing. <laughs> it's okay. I keep mine charged like plugged in the whole time I'm recording so that's smart probably should have warned you <laughs> but we're almost done yeah um did you have any last thoughts on the lyrics I like how it goes back into the chorus again and he's like yelling more and it just kind of shows that he's feeling more victorious over his thoughts than when the song started and then, what did you think of the very end when he gets cut off? Made it this... F <laughs> oh. I don't know. It's... It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You're like, what happened? Did he die? Yeah. I know. My thought was, like, he either died or he got, like, pulled back into the cycle again. Like, where he was feeling victorious and it's like, got snatched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that can definitely happen. I don't know. I Honestly, have a... like, I, I enjoy, like you said, when he starts, like, yelling again, I'm, like, getting into it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it ends so abruptly. But I've listened to it so many times that I don't think I've really thought about it. Yeah. I feel like when I first heard it, I was like, was that a mistake? <laughs> Before I, like, fully knew all the lyrics and everything. Mm -hmm. But I have a verse from Philippians. 
Um, this is chapter 1, verse 21. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So I'm like, even if he did die and that's what happened, like, it would be okay. Even though it doesn't seem okay because of the song. Mm-hmm. Knowing his faith and... I feel like he's shown his faith a lot through the lyrics themselves. Like, to die would also be gain, which I think goes back to how this could be, like, his own little mirror to Paul. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe he just, like, killed that part of his mind that was... Like, maybe he won, you know? And mm-hmm. that's why it ends so abruptly. It kind of sounds like during that part, he's, like, walking away, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of, like, quiets down, and yeah. I imagine that he's kind of, like, walking away from, like, this <laughs> Fading into the distance. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, just one. No biggie. <laughs> just he's like Rod scooting away. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's just him, like, walking away, and then it cuts out because he's like stepped far enough away Um, (laughs) yeah he just shrank into the shrub enough (laughs) (laughs) like homer yeah (laughs) i don't think i've ever actually seen the simpsons really yeah like i recognize all the characters but there's like there's so many seasons of that show yeah, I remember when I worked at Big B, we would do trivia, and it was like, what's the longest running show? And it was The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it still going? It might be. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen that much of The Simpsons. My parents used to watch it, so I would watch it with them sometimes, but then, like, something inappropriate would happen. They'd be like, all right, time for bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any last comments on the song? This is your favorite song. I guess my last comments. I think that I really loved doing this podcast on this song because I haven't listened to it in a really long time. And it was really fun to listen to it and actually like think about the lyrics and what they mean to me um I realized that the lyrics their meaning has like changed for me over time so it's kind of like the song has grown with me I just love this song so much I think that everyone should listen to it even if they don't like 21 pilots um mm-hmm yeah, I love how how real it is, how it balances hope and struggle, and he brings us into his own thought process of, like, how do I overcome this? Yeah. I feel like it represents why you like them well, too. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty much... I is pretty much like the reason why 
I got into 21 Pilots, mm-hmm. and I listened to more of their music because I liked the song so much, and I think that the same theme of um, hope and the struggle against hopelessness is seen throughout all of their music, but this song just, like, really hits it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is definitely one of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, I feel like the band means a similar thing for me as you with talking about hard things, but also being hopeful and reminding us of victory, too. Um, and I feel like this is the main song, like, if I'm in a mental funk or something, and I just need cathartic music, this is usually one of the first songs that I put on. Yeah, I appreciate everything that he's written in this song, and I, I just love when stuff like this just shows that people's vulnerability paid off, um, because vulnerability is so scary. Yeah. But I don't think this song would have as much impact if he wasn't as vulnerable as he was. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate it. And thank you again, Deb, for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. This was a nice reunion. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, music video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for the Migraine Music Video. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.